if they win, refereeing the match. Oh. Get him out of there! I hate you! I hate you! I want you to be run over by a bus and then backed over, then run over again! Get out of the ring! I freaking hate you! Another exciting episode of the Stable of Studs Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Rodriguez, and we had a very special intro. Uh, thanks, thanks to uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, what was Legendary it? and apoplectic Paperboy Buck right Paperboy now. Buck. Apparently, I kept yeah. thinking Paper Buck Buck. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. <laughs> We knew sent that video. So, oh, just a little context for people listening. Uh, it, uh, mailman Mike, who's joining us today, uh, sent us a, a video of Buck uh, just losing his shit over uh, Us uh, Uso uh, interfering with the match, uh, the main event uh, with Daniel yes. Bryan and uh, Roman Reigns. And I cannot tell you how hard I was laughing. My abs yeah. were hurting because that was one of the most markiest videos I've seen in the most longest time. And it, and you know what? Honestly, it made me feel good. It made me feel really good because it's like we're still. We're, I mean, in the in the age of dead kayfabe, quote unquote. You know, it's like it's good to see like people still getting feeling it and me like pissed off because of something. You know, so okay. it, it 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 was really nice. You know, but. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to introduce y'all, because I don't want to be rude. Uh, but, of course, we have Mailman Mike. How are you doing today, sir? I am excellent now to be here with the two of you guys. How are you both? Oh, I am great. And, of course, the both of us, of course, is Adam F. and Danger. How are you doing? Hey, doing really well. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to be here with in fellowship with, with the godfather, the father himself. Tank Rodriguez hey, and hey, Mailman hey. Mike, one of our our heroes in the fabric of this nation. Glad to be here, fellas. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mailman, what yes. happened? <laughs> well, you know that was um, so. I mean, the just to put the video right there in context and stuff. Like we, uh, you know, let me. I have to say, like Landon, uh, you know, i.e. the alter ego of the one and only Paperboy Buck. Um, is one of the smartest, you know, wrestling fans that I've ever known. Um, and it, and we've been watching this stuff together going back to the, the early 90s. And Landon has this incredible ability, Paperboy Buck has this incredible ability to immerse himself in what, you know, in what is happening and appreciate it. You know, he, he knows the ins and outs. He knows, you know, he knows how the sausage is made, if I can use the term. You know that uh, uh, you know Adam Danger and I know all too well from other other shows that we watch. Oh, yeah. um, he knows how the sausage is made, so uh, he can he can find that level of enjoyment and kind of allow the to the show to happen without any like preconceived notions, without any ideas of like you know this show has to be you know five stars or it's garbage. Like he right. can enjoy, he can you know he can laugh when it's funny, he can you know cry when it's sad, yeah. and you know it's become a joke between our group. That you know, Jay Uso has ruined so many you know uh, incredible matches in the 
you know, on SmackDown or on the, you know, the pay-per-views. So I mean, like, listen, like, I'm going to play it again one more time, but listen how quick his transition goes from, like, enjoying, kicking back with the friends on a Sunday night, watching a WWE pay-per-view, the last one on the, on the WWE network, and then just boom. They win, referee Oh, get him out of there! I hate you! I hate you! I want you to be run over by a bus! (laughs) That is, like, serious... Serious Markism, you know, not Marxism. Yeah. It is serious Markism. Like he, yeah. and, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and Landon, and you know, Landon, who is you know probably the you know the biggest fan of the Stable Studs <laughs> podcast, and uh, and he talks about the show and talks about all of you guys, you know, all the time. Um, you know, was going to love to hear this. He's it's going to make his it's going to make his year. Um, I could not, and, I could not, not put that in there. Oh no! And that honestly, honest to goodness, and he 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 watches the show with um, you know, he watches the show with us, and at the same time, uh, not far from where you gentlemen reside is a beautiful young lady that I know he would like to be much closer to, who Uh-oh. is also a gigantic wrestling fan. So Uh-oh. when we watch the show together, we're kind of watching it with her, and I think. He is taking that video, you know, with the also the intent of sharing it with her because we've joked for many, you know, for many, many years. And it's only come, you know, really to the forefront since, you know, since really getting to to listen to and enjoy the podcast. We've jokingly like kind of suggested we should stream us watching the show like our group because you can't hear all the other faces and faces in uh, in the in the room with us watching it. But it is it is absolutely, you know, without trying to pat myself on the back too hard, it is a laugh riot. And, you know, I don't know if you can hear the the entire clip. You know, we're making jokes through the whole thing, yes. but, you know, still appreciating what we're watching. But, you know, like it's it, that's what I said that I first time by a bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I, you know, the long time ago, you know, episode episode 60, the first episode I got to be part of with the studs with all of you guys. I, I made the comment in there where I said, like, the show is very much, the feel of the show is very much like we're sitting in the same living room watching the pay-per-view with you guys. And I meant that. And That's awesome, that, man. you know, that, you know, sharing that video with you guys was in a, was a small way, you know, uh, was a small way to kind of let you know, like, we mean that and, it, and you know, wish we could all be together, you know, at mm-hmm. WrestleMania or, yeah. you know some fashion i think that would be a blast but yeah thank you for thank you for sharing uh paperboy buck you know one of the brightest minds in the biz when it, whether it's it is professional wrestling Undeniable. or sports or collegiate sports i know that that uh, he has a perspective and, a, and an authority uh of of such of such matters so again this goes out to the valet um take care of yourself i hope you're enjoying this show this is dedicated to you know take i'm gonna overstep my bounds here Do i know it. i know Do i'm it. here but i'm going to dedicate this show to the valet 100 percent absolutely hope we hope to hear from you you know what you can do for us valet you can do us a little a little favor why don't you go on the anchor app right yes. and you have the ability to leave us a message leave us a little message let us know that you're listening maybe cut a promo on us maybe show us what you've got and we can now, I think that's right. We can play this on the show itself. Is that correct? Absolutely, hundred percent. Well, that I think that would be that would be uh, uh, par for the course. So again, valet, if you're listening, drop us a line. And if you even if you're not the valet, take it upon yourself. Check out the anchor app. Check out uh, uh, Stable of Studs. 
among the other shows from our podfather here and uh, and leave us a little message let us know what you're thinking this isn't just in an echo chamber this is a communication man absolutely and uh, in case you're looking for that link i'll leave it down in the, in the description uh with this podcast below uh but yeah absolutely hit us up and uh, we'll play your message uh, uh live on the air and uh, you know who who knows who knows what's going to happen 2020 was the craziest year 2021 uh, anything can happen these days you know um yeah but you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll be on the lookout for you uh so yeah again thank you again to pay, uh paperboy buck you know uh endless amounts of humor uh, for that uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it was just I, something I had to add. So I, I, I do appreciate uh, you, you listening to us, Buck, and you're always welcome to the show anytime. Uh, but moving on uh, to, well, yeah, actually, let's move on to the match. I mean, the, why he was upset, upset about the match itself. I mean, of course, I didn't believe, I, I, I mean, I, I, I had, an, uh, you know, I, I, I much would have loved to have seen Daniel Bryan win and lose it at Mania. Uh, you know, but I get it. I totally understand the direction they went. Now, were you upset, Mailman, uh, as much as, as Buck uh, about the interference that was done uh, uh, to uh, to Daniel Bryan uh, to just kind of squash that match? No, no, I wouldn't say it was like because uh, I can see, you know, again, going back to, you know, being able to see how the sausage is made. I think by that point we could all, you know, pretty clearly tell the direction for mania and how the reigns versus edge match was going to be changing. Um, and I'm excited about it. I think, uh, the the dynamic of having three guys now in the match who realistically one year ago, even, or no, I guess, you know, a couple years ago in the case of Brian now, you know, would have been, you know, possibly potentially unthinkable of seeing in a WrestleMania main event. We know Mm -hmm. reigns health issues and, you know, the uncertainty around that, but, you know, the imagine, you know, being able to go back in time two years ago, three years ago and tell ourselves that um, Edge Adam Copeland yeah. and Brian would be in a main event of a WWE exactly. WrestleMania again. Yeah. And so it's exciting. I think uh, Edge and, and Brian have been telling, you know, a, a fantastic story uh, between the two of them. Reigns has done um, just a masterful job as a heel. His promo work has gotten so good. I, I'm really excited to see what the next few weeks, how it will really unfold and how this main event will take shape. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and I think it's going to deliver. I think for the first time in a very long time, I think we have a main event at WrestleMania that is going to deliver in the ring. And that's what I'm most excited about. I, I I I agree with you. I mean, do you? I mean, do you think it's going to be? They're going to set it up for the uh, triple threat. Yeah. Oh, I guarantee it, it has to be right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I I think you know Brian. I think Brian's made it known that the end of this contract is going to be his his end as a full time wrestler. I think we're coming, especially with his. You know, I think was it his second child on the way. Yeah. Um, I very easily see Brian transition to a part time. Well, position that end um uh tanner turdway pointed out to us that uh on the network it had 2021 hall of famer daniel yeah. bryan in there uh and and so uh, I, I'm just not... jump... go ahead i'm sorry i didn't i was gonna say just before jumping on uh a post came out on uh you know uh, like a a um blurb came out saying that that was a copy and paste error 
um, that I guess, you know, long story short, I guess the, uh, the intent was uh, to, for that to feature a Rob Van Dam match collection, who, and Rob wow. is going to be one of the dudes for this year's 2021 Hall of Fame. Wait, who, so, who, who was, who's it going to be? Rob, Rob Van Dam. Oh, Van Dam. okay. So I guess, yeah, so that Brian will be going into the Hall of Fame, but not in 2021 um, that, you know, where he's still, you know, looking to be an active competitor. They want to, you know, they will save that for later down the line, but it comes sure. But I guess the posting that came up on the network was a copy paste error is how it was explained. But, uh, sure, you know, but excited to, you know, excited for Rob to go in, um, excited for, you know, uh, Eric Bischoff, I know was recently announced, excited for Molly Holly. Um, and all the 2020 candidates are nominees, you know, the NWL, British Bulldog, Jush and Thunder Liger. This is going to be quite an interesting Hall of Fame ceremony in whatever form it takes. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, no, uh, no Brian for the Hall of Fame yet. Okay, well, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad that wasn't spoiled then. Uh, now, let me let me get y'all's uh, ideas. And, and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just a quick intro to Jimothy James Dean. I, I appreciate you uh, falling into my peer pressure. <laughs> no, uh, amongst the... Uh... Get out of this bed. Come join this horseshit. Anyways. <laughs> no, we love you, brother. Happy but uh, you doing all right? Feeling good? I'm starting to feel better. Yeah, I've been yeah. having, uh, uh, you know, what the classy people say, the green apple splatters. <laughs> Um, or as we like to, not so the, the trashy people, not the class. We call that mud, but <laughs> mud, but yeah. But I, I'm feeling a little better. Um, I've been dealing with it for the past few days, and then uh, I made the mistake of eating uh, some some uh, delicious uh, uh, tacos uh, today with a certain other st- stable stud member. So, uh, my so wife stud. didn't get sick. Only I'm the only one that has the mud butt, but. Uh, my stomach's been jacked up for the last few days, anyways. But anyways, but no, I'm feeling good. Nobody okay, here good. wants to hear about all this. Yeah, no. I, I was asking how you're <laughs> feeling. If you're feeling a good, a yes or no would have sufficed. But hey, we appreciate the details. Hey, I want to play a quick, quick uh, little, uh, little uh, audio for you that we played earlier in the show. Uh, I just want to want to see if it makes you feel better. So if they win, refereeing the match. Oh, get him out of there! Oh, I hate you! I hate you! <laughs> I want you to be run over by a bus and then backed over, then run over again. Get out of the ring! I freaking hate you! Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> All reasonable, uh, yeah, reasonable reaction. Yeah. Oh, oh, Buck. Good old, good old Buck. Uh, hey, I want to get y'all's uh, just quick uh, little poll here. Uh, does Undertaker uh, headline uh, the Hall of Fame this year, or do you do wait for next year uh, when uh, we, we get people in the audience? Well, did you guys see the thing with Batista? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batista basically said that exact thing for him. So, like, he's not going to go until uh, one. He's, I guess, he had. First off, I didn't know that it came out that Batista was a nominee for for the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, no. Last year it did. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, honestly, maybe. I think with the names announced, I think you need somebody at his level. Um, as much as I love Molly, Hall, I think Molly Holly's fantastic. I think she deserves it. I think Eric Bischoff is an interesting choice, and obviously he's one of the most important people in. The history of professional wrestling, honestly, if you think about it, yeah. um, I think you need like a really somebody of his stature to really make the um, Hall of Fame exciting. So, I mean, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but I think you're I, right. I think I, if I was booking it, I would wait until 
He deserves that, though. I, I yeah, think that, I agree. You know, yeah, you know what that I mean? That audience it's, reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially so, the, the fact that he's never been able to go to, to the Hall of Fames and enjoy them to see other people, you know, uh, and not be able to mark out the way you know, other 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 uh, other wrestlers were able to do. Mark Calloway out. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you, Danger? What, what, what do you think? Uh, you know, his last match in the WWE was to nobody, right? And the, the like official retirement was in front of nobody. So, um, I think you have enough people this year, especially if you're going to combine 2020 and 2021, then let Taker have the, uh, you know, victory lap and then let him be the cornerstone for next year when we're back, you know, somewhere on, is it New York next year or LA next year? I forget. Uh, is Texas? Dallas, is yeah, as I say, we should be making that pilgrimage. Well, then, even, even down, is it not? Yeah, so then if it's Texas, then that's almost like a, a homecoming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The very first, the very first Hall of Fame, you know, years and years and years ago, uh, before they started even televising them, they only inducted Andre the Giant, and yeah. so that would be incredible to kind of like as the modern day Andre the Le- level attraction. It would be incredible if he is the only inductee next year and they let a number of talents speak about you know what he means forget about like having savio vega and the godwins walk down to the ring and then disappear like you know let's have you know rick flair and triple h and you know a number of these steve austin a number of these monumental talents talk about what he means to them and has meant to the business and let him be the crown jewel of like the hall of fame next year i think yeah i mean even if someone like uh well i mean on the flip side too you can also have someone like goldberg uh, you know, go in the Hall of Fame this year for the the big big name talent. Uh, you know, really. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's still are, a few we, spots we, they haven't announced. I mean, so. even the Rock, the Rock's not in the Hall of Fame. You know, I uh, yeah, which is insane. But I don't think he's good. I would I wouldn't see him if anybody not doing it this year. I would see him because he's the biggest. I mean, then as I, I uh, but yeah, as I, I would I, see if anybody he wouldn't do it because of the sheer. That would be a huge draw, draw yeah, for them. That's true. As, as I understand it, with the idea of there likely not being a crowd for the Hall of Fame, the the headline this for this combined 2020-2021 Hall of Fame, if it hasn't been announced publicly, it's going to be, is the NWO as a group. Oh, good. Yeah, there'd be hope. Have they already been inducted? No. Individually, not as a group. Like So that's why Hogan and all right in front of a crowd so they're, if they're going to like do one you know either you know uh you know virtually without a you know without a crowd in, in attendance that's why like you know batista hasn't had that moment in front of the crowd to really soak up that reaction yeah. hogan hall all have um so that's that was the direction as i understand it um but that's what they are they're combining 2020s inductions and 2021s inductions yeah. so thankful you know um and it's, it's almost sad, sad but, yeah, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be one of the ones that they induct, which whoever would have thought. I mean, you know, damn straight he should be. But it's almost sad that he doesn't get that moment in front of a crowd. The British Bulldogs family doesn't get that moment in front of a crowd. So um, I, I wish to God, I wish to goodness that was different. But maybe, you know, they'll get that moment out on the stage in front of like the audience at WrestleMania like they usually do and at least get that ovation, you know. And so, but yeah, it's not quite the same, not having like a packed 40,000 seat arena, you know, saluting someone for the hall of fame but yeah. we'll you know we'll take yeah well i really quick i just want to add a quick story very quick uh two days ago i watched an entire video of Dushin liger basically giving a tour of the uh 
New Japan Dojo in Japan, completely in Japanese. I didn't understand a fucking lick of it, but I still laughed through the entire thing because he's he was so uh, animated, and uh, I could tell it was supposed to be funny. And like the other people he was talking to was uh, also laughing, but it was very entertaining without even a. And I'm learning Japanese, and I didn't understand a fucking word. But I I watched it solely because of my love for Jushin Liger. That's awesome. I'm learning Japanese. Yes, I'm learning Japanese. I'm really learning. <laughs> the vapors. Of course, it comes from Adam Danger. Oh, oh never miss a step. Uh, but on the opposite end of the Hall of Fame, uh, we have the Hall of Endeavors. Uh, Andrade has uh, officially been released uh, as of Sunday night uh, from the WWE, which I think, one, WWE, what did you do? Like, like how, how do you let that one go? How do you not book that man uh, to... I mean, granted, he was carrying the company at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, say what yep. you want about Drew McIntyre, but Monday Night Raws were interesting because of him and, and, and his matches. Um, oh, why am I... F- f- With Umberto, right? With um, Umberto. Uh, there was uh, Zelina and then... Um, uh, awesome Rico, theory for a minute. No, Rico Suave. Uh, what's his name? Takes off his pants. <laughs> Angel Garza. Angel Garza. Angel thank Garza, you so yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and they right. were killing it. I mean, granted, there was a couple of weeks in a row where it was just like, okay, we've seen these guys a lot. But I guess it couldn't depend on anybody else. And you're going to really not give that guy a push to a push that he deserves? Granted, I said it a, a, a million times. Um, not like Oscar or anything, but she, they, they, I mean, not like Oscar needs a mouthpiece, but I, I feel like Andrade, Andrade would have needed some, like a manager or something to really convey who he is as a character, but still the guy's going to go anywhere else and he's going to kill it. Like he was not, hasn't been able to do in WWE. Yeah, it's, it's their loss. I mean, the thing is I thought, that's why I thought Selena Vega was a great mouthpiece for them and they had a really 100%. great on-screen charisma. So that whole thing, as soon as she, as soon as they broke that up, I, I mean, I was like, oh, this is not good, but um, yeah, I mean, he's, he, I think he's one of the top three best, literal best wrestlers in the world. Top three in-ring talents. Um, yeah, it's a fucking, it was a huge mistake, but it was one that was inevitable. But uh, good luck to whoever, he, whoever gets him next. Well, so. it's going to be a long 90 days to, to find out where, where he oh, no. ends up. Oh, no, sir. If I could interject, actually, very quickly, the news broke right before the podcast was recorded tonight. There is no... 90 day non compete for Andrade. Wow. Shut up. He is bam, free bam, bam, to bam, sign bam. <laughs> immediately. So, wow. talk about like rolling in dough. Like, I, you know, to okay. your point, that is, it is a travesty that, you know, that a man with that much talent for all the company has tried to tout for years that it's like the one thing that they look for in talent is charisma. And you have quite possibly the most naturally charismatic young performer in the history, in the current landscape of the business. And you just hand this man over to a number of companies with like added visibility, you know, enhanced perspectives on fans. And, you know, so much reach that all these fans have to get New Japan World and to see AEW live on television it's it's absolute mind-boggling. According to Rob uh, Rob Viper, who is uh, probably the the foremost leading uh, lucha libre Mexican wrestling expert on the planet, 
Um, he is not looking to go back to either AAA or, or go, I should say, go back to, to go back to CMLL because he said, and I quote, they can't afford to pay him. Hell no. And he's not likely to land in AAA because, and like, same thing, they're not looking to run in front of fans and won't be able to spend that kind of money other than to bring him in as a limited attraction like they would a Rush or an LA Park. Um, so right now it is the, the question right now is, is it ROH? Is it AEW or is it New Japan? And in, if you look at his Twitter, if you look at his Twitter today, he alludes to like, you know, looking at a calendar to see. And this is why I wish Tanner was here to join us right now. He had, he alludes to looking at his calendar and saying like, gee, I wonder how soon a talent could show up in New Japan if they start quarantining today. Oh. And he leaves it open. So, uh, you know, so I think if if he ends up in New Japan Pro Wrestling, you have, you know, most fans don't know. You know, they're accustomed to Los Ingobernables de Japan being like this stable that Naito has led for years and have no idea that Naito only learned that or became uh, Tranquilo because of Andrade and Rush. Mm -hmm. They are the original Ingobernables in CMLL. And here is an opportunity for that guy, a worker on the level of Ibushi, of Okada, of Jay White, Walking into that company, the G1 this year would be unfucking believable yeah. if he walked into that company. Now, oh my, God. yes, it would. But if I'm Don Callis, I'm throwing mm-hmm. major money at that guy to get him at oh, Impact yeah. to pick him up at Impact. Granted, he may not be where he wants to go, but if the if the if, if especially with whatever. Uh, whatever is going on right now with uh, the relationship between AEW and uh, and Impact and of course uh, and NWA, which I haven't watched yet, I got to subscribe to that tonight. I'm going to watch it, uh, the new Power. Uh, but um, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do one of the best talents? I mean, if you can see the writing on the wall with Andrade, like Impact would be would go up again. Like it, it would have a spike in viewership and like, what's he going to do? You make that your main star. You make him go against Kenny. I mean, like it's, it's, it would be just the, the storylines or, and especially like Penta and, and, and Ray and I mean, everybody. I mean, there's so much, there's so much talent that you have available to you uh, as far as uh, different promotions and you can share them. Uh, I would say go to, I mean, I would say fork down the money for impact or even, uh, even AEW. Uh, to have him stay in the states, I, I will say just as like a devil's advocate, he's still in a very committed relationship as far as their social media is concerned with Charlotte Flair, um, and the idea of him living in Japan even part time seems like it would be an odd choice, yeah. you know, at this point. No, but I mean, no, having said no, that, what's yeah, up? Yeah, raises the the brilliant points of because yeah, if he wants to remain close to Ashley, especially if she's uh, you know, to Charlotte, if she wants to be, you know, if she's home with COVID or, or whatnot right now, you know, I guess it came out that she was COVID positive and that's why she came off the WrestleMania poster and everything to do with that, why she's been pulled off TV all of a sudden. Um, if he wants to be able to remain close to her, then yeah, like then, then to Tank's credit, yes, at, like Impact is the, is a logical choice and they, they do seem to be, you know, uh, able to afford, you know, a higher caliber of talent looking at some of the names and faces, you know, your Matt Cardona's talents like that, that are suddenly popping up on their show. They Don Callis does seem to have a little bit more money to spend or throw around. So yeah, that honestly does seem like, you know, uh, I, I would be rushing to get, you know, to, to get in contact with him right now. If it, if he hasn't already 
and how can you not? So that is that's he, a I mean, if he shows up on Dynamite, hold on. If he shows up on Dynamite unannounced and like Lex Luger style in the pirate shirt, has like to do the pirate shirt, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say that without the collar, <laughs> then AEW can really, you know, do an about face from what they did with Christian, you know, kind of mm-hmm. bungling Christian's uh, intro and Paul White putting that on. Um, you know, you can just have him show up and then he'll look like a million dollars. And right now on Dynamite, I mean, who's in the championship picture with Kenny, right? It's not really Mox. I think Eddie Kingston, but there's no real like. No, yeah, you know who's in the, you know who's uh, fighting for a number one con- uh, contendership? Uh, uh, what's, no. What's his face's brother? Uh, uh, Matt Bourne, uh, not Matt Bourne, uh, Seidel. Seidel. Seidel's yeah. brother is going to fight tomorrow for Wednesday for a, a spot at, 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 the, at the AEW Championship. Squash. Like, what? Womp, womp. <laughs> what a fucking joke. They're booking sometimes. Look, ultimately we're talking about where he can go, but as we now see with a lot of stars, he could even make a deal where he has that he can wrestle, you know, in New Japan, he can wrestle in AEW. He doesn't, you know, he can have an open contract where he yeah. can do both. Like, we see people doing that now. Either way, you know, speculating on it, I will say, I, I'm happy to see him being used. Hopefully, wherever he goes, he's actually used better than he was. Um, I, I see him being used best in New Japan. I, you know. Well, let me ask I, you a question. And let's, uh, since uh, I mean, you are probably like the closest to this promotion. Andrade versus Aldis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would cream my jeans. I would cream <laughs> if he. Imagine Andrade with fucking the big gold oh. dude. Oh, and then being that's Charlotte, like Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh my yep, god! That's what I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> and I would cream my jeans. But Charlotte Flair. CMML can't CML. What's that? I was gonna say, Charlotte Flair would put on Sweet Charlotte and be like. Come yeah. to bed, Mia Moore. <laughs> exactly, but I don't know either. I mean, I would. I, I don't see that happening. But goddamn, that would be my happiest. Scenario. Yeah, but you, 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 I mean, you, you were about to say uh, like if a CML can can afford them, uh, can afford ben, Andrade. Yeah, Billy Corgan fucking can't. Whether or not the company can afford him or not, if you knew what CMLL pays even its top guys, you would be embarrassed. Like right. honestly, it would be yeah, it is criminal what oh, they man. paid anybody that is not family in that company. Like, that's why Penta and Phoenix and, you know, News. go right down with Rock, Dragon Lee, all these guys, Bandito, have made it to the United States. Now Black Taurus have made it to the United States and are wrestling here instead because they're treated like trash in Mexico. Like, the way they're booked, you know, the fact that, you know, 90-year-old men are still on top. We make fun of companies <laughs> here in the United States. You still have, you know, Mil Mascaras, like, at 95 years old, like, you know, basically hip-tossing guys at the top of some of these shows you know, and they're paying these other guys peanuts. Like it's it's criminal. But yeah, Andrade is is for all rights and ter- purposes needs to be a millionaire and and talk about you know one of the few guys that athletically is a peer in the ring. You know, to Kenny Omega, that's that's what Andrade is. So you know, Remember, that's, guys with Mills Mascaras, I know Yab, no Yab, <laughs> no Yab. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're really quick. I, I know. I think I shared it with y'all. Uh, there, uh, I, I forgot who's. There's a company that that's making. I think it was Disney, uh, if I'm not mistaken. They're they're making like a doc, not a documentary or a TV show uh, about him. And uh, well, they, he came in 
And they're like, oh, well, this Blue Demon. Oh, Blue Demon. My bad. Never mind. Yeah, it's Blue Demon. They, well, they wanted him to take his mask off. And so Blue like, Demon's like, Joe, uh, you know nothing about this shit. <laughs> but that's, I mean, nothing speaks to Hollywood. I mean, that's a perfect example of Hollywood's fucking ignorance and stupidity. But yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, let, what are we going to talk about, uh, uh, you know, melted face Bray Wyatt? Like, when were the <laughs> Let's talk about real wrestling. Okay, well, we, we can get to that, too. So, uh, yeah, as uh, we were we were uh, alluding to Fastlane, uh, we did talk about the main event uh, and Paperboy Buck losing his shit, which was the most amazing thing. Uh, if they know. win, refereeing the match. Oh. Get him out of there! Oh. I hate you! No, so, so what what was uh you know just really quick and I'll, I'll let you go off too Jimothy. Uh what was uh Buck's uh, uh reaction to uh Chucky uh coming out of the uh, out of the ring last night uh aka the fiend. Um you know pretty much the same uh uh James re- uh reaction Jimothy's reaction to eating earlier on diarrhea I believe was his <laughs> old reaction to that to that. No, um the uh, like honestly the you know the fiend is the one thing that i think is pretty divisive in our group and you know we really look to you know what you guys think you know this is a perfect example of you know as i've said many times like you guys have such a fresh and refreshing take on the business that like it's really influenced my fandom and my you know uh love for it because you know initially like it just doesn't it doesn't cross with me. Like, you know, it's too far, mm-hmm. you know, broken that hardy and, and things like that stuff, the hardy compound and, you know, all the tongue in cheek stuff, you know, aside, like the, the fiend, you know, essentially Jason Voorhees coming back or Freddy Krueger coming back from the death. I, I just can't, I can't, you know, even <laughs> if I can't wrap my head around it. So yeah. for all of a little bit, you know, and, and, do you guys, do you guys think WrestleMania is going to be another like kind of a, a you know, Firefly Funhouse instead of with Cena with Orton this year. I, I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, I, I think um, I, I think what they did with Cena last year was amazing. I mean, it was up there. I mean, those those were the two best matches. I mean, rightfully so because it was the most it, original thing they've ever done. Yeah, at least in a long time. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, uh, Mr. Danger. I, I know I said Jimothy, but I, I haven't heard a lot from you today, Adam. Uh, so, what was your take on it? And then we'll we'll, we'll let Jimothy go next. Uh, you know, I was I was watching it with my uncle, and I kind of knew something was up when they were like, "Oh, Randy Orton's gonna face um, Alexa Bliss." Yeah, and, and you know, there was just with some neat camera angles, and I said, "Oh, this is you know Papa Shango kind of like throwing up the bile," and then having him come back, uh, it was cool. You know, it was exciting. One thing I saw today, just a couple hours ago on Twitter, Bray White tweeted out this photo, and he was like, "Ever since the beginning," and it says still. From where he's still Husky Harris, and Randy Orton's about to punt him. He's about to punt Husky oh, Harris with the wow. Nexus uh, armband, and, and it almost makes it seem like from this point, this is where you cross me, and I'm going to get payback. And that one tweet alone, I was like, well, that's pretty badass. Like, I know it's not the longest; it wasn't intended to be long term, long form yeah. storytelling, but the fact that you were able to call back to that was pretty cool. I was like, well, that's pretty badass. I mean, it. Him coming out all charred, and I, I sent you guys that, uh, I don't know, was it Facebook or Twitter, and it was just like the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> it was like, hey, I'm going to tell everyone this is the fiend that really that cracked me up. But <laughs> I'm glad, you know, just another another WrestleMania match. I hope it's I hope it's not, because they've had too many gimmick matches in the past with the worms on the screen, and then weren't they in a, 
a house that they got to break up a that house. A that was the fucking worst. Yeah. Well, just keep it in the ring. Like I want to see them fight in the ring. That's one of my complaints about Bray Wyatt is for as cool as it looks, it never stays within the ring. And I think he's a pretty solid ring. Like he's a yeah. pretty solid wrestler. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, he really is. And uh, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Uh, but there's a couple of things to remember. It's one of the longest storylines that they've, they've had for since. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's been going on for at least half a year already uh, with this storyline, and, it, and it's awesome. It, it's long, long term storytelling, like, and that's what works. The only, yeah. the only, the only, my caveat to that is that it's the fakest thing on on WWE, like ever. Like nothing is believe. I mean, everything else is mildly believable except for this. It's like, oh, this guy's from hell, but he like. He, like he he still wrestles like he wants to go to WrestleMania and 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 fight like shouldn't he be like just dest- destroying things and just like oh no like you know <laughs> like I, during the day during the day I I, I raise hell at, at night time that's when I do my wrestling but I worry about the gate and I worry about the merch <laughs> exactly <laughs> and and you know what killed me last night is when uh, Alexa Bliss pointed to the WrestleMania sign I was like. Don't you know that's that's next? Like, of course we know it's going to be at WrestleMania. Like this isn't you're you're not like you're not going one on one toe to toe. This isn't a, a you know a match for the championship. This is this is something different. This is a murder about to take place, and you're going to point to the <laughs> WrestleMania sign. Like I, that just killed me. That killed my vibe a little bit. I I still sort of enjoy it for what it is, but even you know if you look at everything else that's going on in WWE. It's the weirdest, fakest thing out there right now. Anyway, Jimothy, go ahead. I, I've been putting you off. No worries. Uh, so, let me... Is it fucking horseshit, ridiculous, stupid? Of course. I mean, yes. you know. I mean, the thing is that we... I mean, Ministry of Darkness, like, fucking crucifying... Like, this isn't anything new. That we, I think it's 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 an evolution, and yeah, it's maybe yeah. taking it further than it's ever been, but this kind of hokey horseshit has been part of, you know, the product for multiple decades with that being said um i think they did a lot of things right with this yeah. i think number one as as you know the resident horror dude on this podcast i think making that character keep his impact of like be having uh an aura of actual fear and intimidation and also being interesting um and also selling more merchandise is you have to evolve that character visually and yeah. i think what they did was perfect i th- it was so transparent that that's all my social media had a thousand people being like, oh, I can't wait for, well, you know, two weeks ago, we're like, oh, I can't wait for burned, uh, you know, charred victim, uh, <laughs> you know, the fiend to make his uh, reappearance and people <laughs> posting memes of melted face Chucky again before Sunday, before that. Like, it wow. was pretty transparent that that's where it was coming yeah. or going. But I think they did it well. I think that it they changed his full costume. Um it, yeah, looked, it looked like uh, it looked like the COVID uh, the COVID fifteen hit him in, in hell a little bit though, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, if he okay. Look, here's the first. Here's something that I can't like. I've always known when Alexa Bliss got involved in this, I was like, oh god, is this necessary? Like now we're getting like, you know, it's a fucking li- you know real life living dead doll in this shit. Now is this necessary? And, you know, I've, I've always been sort of, I didn't really see her appeal as much as, I mean, because I know she has diehard fans from day one. And I was like, she's she's fine. Like, I, she definitely has charisma, you know. She has some natural athleticism being a gymnast and shit. But, 
you know, I, I was never the super fan that a lot of people were. And when she got involved in this, I was like extra eye rolly because I was like, oh god damn, the fucking she went from Harley Quinn cosplay to you know fucking you know the nun cosplay. But I actually got to give her credit. I think she's pulled off her shit really well. It's evolved. Well. I think they're. Yeah, and I think physically she's cha- like she's a whole new character, and there was a lot of moments in there where like she was bringing the sinister vibe, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I think this combination works. I think it adds something different to Bray, especially now with the Fiend. She's like the mouthpiece for the Fiend because you know the, you can't have the Fiend start talking like fucking Bray Wyatt, then the illusion is ruined. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, but I mean, ultimately, look, if somebody said they hate the Bray Wyatt thing, I'd be of course I get it. It's yeah. fucking stupid, you know. And we're we are so far removed from fucking from like, you know, gotch and like legitimate catches catch wrestling. I realize <laughs> we're so far removed from that. So if that's your thing, I get why you're, you're yeah. upset. But I guess I, you entertainment. I think it works. You just triggered James. Just triggered my memory right now. Like you want to talk about what uh, what Paperboy Buck noticed or uh, you know thought of that segment? I'll tell you what he thought. He thought of uh, Alexa Bliss's cover on Randy Orton, quote unquote. If you know what I mean, that's what got his attention in that whole thing. Oh my god! I think that got uh, I think that got Randy Orton's wife's attention too. Oh shit! Yeah, Uh, but you know, I'm happy. I'm very. I'm very happy that they learned from. Uh, burned, caned, uh, removing mask uh, days to like actually giving him like I mean, and they, they kind of dropped the ball with Randy because Randy healed up really fast after those burns, yeah. you know, those burns did. But yeah, they nailed the mask uh, and they nailed the look. Uh, I, I'm again, yeah, it's the fakest thing out of WWE going on right now. But again, it's still one the a great story being told because it's slow, yeah. it's drawing out, and it's not. They're not force feeding it to you. They're just giving you little little nuggets here and there, and it's keeping my interest. And it, which is kind of hard to do when, when it's that hokey stuff like that. Uh, but they're doing it really well. And I got to give credit to Randy Orton too, because after Fastlane, I did watch uh, the Broken School sessions with uh, when he sat down with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and uh, you know I, I I gave you know just because looking on the outside in as a fan, like it was like oh man, like Randy doesn't take the business seriously, like you know he, he's just collecting a paycheck, you know. And after watching it, he admitted to it. He's like, yeah, I kind of just went through the motions a couple of times. And uh, But he goes, now I love this business. And, and again, Stone Cold even said it. Like, you're doing your best work that you've ever done. And he yeah. is. I mean, the, the yeah. I mean, you got to think about it, too. Like, during the Fiend stuff, he was having matches with Drew McIntyre. He was a champion. Like, yeah. like and, and that storyline was still going on. And that, that's just holding. Who else could do that? Who else could do multiple storylines, you know, going on at once? And it was great. Uh, and, and, and again, Randy Orton is probably now the, the new, like, uh, you know, locker room general. Uh, just because, I mean, granted, he's the, the oldest vet there, I, I think, um, that's on uh, a top guy next to our truth you know. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I understand and I like the storyline. But, again, to you, what you were saying, if someone hates him, like, yeah, I get it. Like, I know why he The hates thing him. is, well, we also have to remember I, I that WWE James still has Coke. to appeal to a wide rate of audience. Yeah. And to, like, 12, 10 and 12-year-old kids, that's probably their favorite shit. It's like a movie, so. Yep, 100%. I hope it, Adam? George? Oh, real quick, uh, I have to make a really quick. Sorry. So, you know, it, like, they touted Randy appearing on the show as, like, the Rousnake meets the Viper. And last night I made a joke to no one but myself that uh, they should have um, Matt Riddle uh, change his nickname to the Cottonmouth uh, <laughs> as a joke. Because uh, it's both a Viper reference and a weed reference. <laughs> but um, I thought it was. 
I, I, I made myself laugh. If they win, the referee anyway. match. Oh! Get him out of there! Oh, I hate you! So I hate bad. you! I want you to be run over by a bus! <laughs> That's a that's a oh, new. That's never gonna die. <laughs> what I was gonna say is James obviously forgets the George Hackenschmidt Poppers Grave match in 1913. <laughs> so this has always been a part of wrestling, even if it was you know catch style wrestling. <laughs> I think it was against Eugene Sandow. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, good lord. Mike. Just the fiend. The Fiend Orton thing is actually the second fakest thing in WWE. The first fakest thing is trying to convince the fans that The Miz is an actual credible athlete. That I just wanted to oh, like, throw that out. Oh. Get him out of there! Oh. I hate you! <laughs> I'm sorry, i got to keep my gimmick going. He's going to get real buff. He's going to get extra buff. And yeah. come. He's going to get fired. He's going to go to the indies and, and do his thing. He's going to come back and drew it up. <laughs> no, I mean... It is what it is. Uh, well, it, I'm interested to see it, how, like, what, what what they end up doing with him with, with Miz. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, <clears throat> I think we'll close it out with this uh, with uh, AEW uh, last week, and it sucks because we recorded on a Tuesday, and then the next, the very next day is uh, AEW. And we got to w- wait a whole week to talk about it, uh, but hopefully not in the near future. Uh, but I will say this: uh, you introduce. Paul White, you introduce Sting, you introduce Christian, and you have guys like Moxley, you have guys like uh, Omega at AEW. But last week, it closed out with Britt Baker and Thunder fucking Rosa. Holy shit. You don't need Christian and Sting. And AEW proved to us that they had the capability to pull, yep. to pull, thing, pull greatness out of the homegrown talent. Mind you, Thunder yep. Rose is not homegrown, but you know yep. what I'm saying. I, not in the cog of the WWE machine. And so, like, that that was what I remembered most about AEW uh, last week. It was Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker giving each other the business. And it was a great match. I mean, like, I and I have a much more fond respect because I, I wasn't sure how I felt about Britt Baker. But now, but last week solidified, yeah, she's the Charlotte Flair of AEW. And soon she will be the Britt Baker of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, as far as yep. she will be oh, yeah. a, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Mailman Mike, uh, you, you went last, so I'll let you go first if you want to talk about that. No, like, uh, like I think you just summarized it beautifully. Like, that was, I, I, I've never been more proud of what they have put on since, you know, the beginning of, uh, of AEW and and I it actually it was the first time you know even almost more than than you know Brody Lee coming in and a lot of the debuts that have happened I like all I have to say is I was I was so bummed afterwards that that match wasn't in front of a packed house absolutely yeah hundred percent hundred percent but um I. I, I don't know um, and I'll, if y'all want to chime in on to uh, Jimothy and Adam, but what what do you do with Britt Baker? I mean, because you got to remember, Thunder Rosa isn't uh, you know signed with AEW. Like, what do you do you do you turn her, or like how do you keep her how do you keep her heel? Like when you, when you have a match like that, it's it's going to be hard for people to boo her because of the it, it was a badass match. Or do you make yeah. uh, what's her face? I, I I forgot the AEW Women's Champion name. Sheeta. Sheeta. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the thing is, but they've been holding Britt Baker back. Is she? You, it's 
writing on the wall that she's going to carry the women's gold at some point very yeah. soon. They, I mean, she's been their top female heel since pretty much day one. Um, if you look at AEW's, because they really pushed the fuck out of that match on their social media, um, basically almost every day since Sunday, like it, they've made a post about it and shared their, you know, Brit's bloody face and stuff. Uh, way more Brit than Thunder Rosa, which I'm kind of upset about. Like, you, not that, you can't. She's a she's AEW. Thunder Rosa's not. I know, but still, she was involved in the match. You paid her, like fucking. You know, she anyway. went over. She's the one that went over. But um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and even to Adam's point, exactly. But either way, if you look at what they're doing, I think they. I think the reaction to the fan. I think they may try to make her an anti, like a like an antihero, like, like Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. It doesn't that character. The dentist character doesn't. I don't know how they do that, you know, booking wise, but. I think the sheer reaction and the impression, you know, like how impressed her peers were. I think it, you know, I think it might. I think it may mean some sort. I mean, I, she's a she's way more interesting as a heel than a fucking face. So, but either way, yeah, it was amazing. And you know, like I said, I shared in our group chat. Uh, we've been Thunder Ro- the stable studs has been Thunder Rosa on the day Thunder one. Rosa train day one, baby. Yeah. So yep. eat it. Uh, but you know, I, I I mean, again, if I if I'm in charge of a company and you know. Uh, even even I mean the fact that the even the fact that Thunder Rosa went over to to your credit uh, Adam, uh, but the fact that people were talking more about Britt Baker you know I mean that does I mean it does say a lot I mean it does say a lot about someone again what we've been kind of talking about like it doesn't matter who wins or loses like if you tell a goddamn good story it shouldn't matter you know but like now plus it, you see you I think one thing too to consider is like thunder rosa is a legitimate mixed martial artist people know yeah. she's kind of legit they'd expect that match from thunder rosa right. from the little that we know of her Britt baker goes against everything that we've seen from her from her character her whole character this character's been a fucking wheelchair for six months or however <laughs> long yeah it's like so for her to be she was a chicken shit match, heel, yeah i do give her credit goes against type is very surprising and again she will be having women's gold at some point so well, had you guys heard i believe dave Meltzer came out this past week and said that uh, Britt Baker is like the hottest women's wrestler in North America, hands down. Like, like the best, uh, like the best women's wrestler. Like this made her, this cemented her as number one women's wrestler in North America. And a lot of people came back and said, "Whoa, Dave, like take it easy. Like we're not yeah, talking she- about Becky Lynch or Charlotte or anything like that." But uh, I didn't know if that was kind of like an obnoxious thing to say or if there was some credibility. Wait, wait, wait. Dave Meltzer said something uh, outrageous. Positive. <laughs> About women, <laughs> but I mean, to, yeah. but that's the thing I point I wanted to make though. Their major critic when I even heard it was the main event, I was like, "What the fuck?" Because their biggest critic, and it also came out of nowhere too. And really. you're coming off the, first- the 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 barbar death match, yeah. Yeah, the fiasco. So yeah, like you better like, you better fucking their deliver. Biggest criticism has been that they have the weakest fucking women, women's division in pro wrestling. Next if you for if for what's up? If you're not considering talking about impact. Well, I don't know. And NWA. The Impact used to have the best. I mean, before WWE, they used to have the best women. Knockouts. The only Knockouts division. Yeah, dude. And and there's a very vocal vocal club that still thinks uh, Impact has the best women's division. I mean, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know enough about their female roster. Well, who's, Uh, like, isn't, like, Mia, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mia Yim. Yeah, isn't she, like, in charge of the, uh, the women's division over at Impact? Are you talking about Gail uh, Kim? Gail Kim. Sorry. Gail Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She's still no. I mean, is she booking it? Because like, she's retired, right? No, she's retired. It, yeah. But I think she's like, it in, looks, like in charge of it. 
yeah, she has uh, creative control with it and stuff. And Donna, Diana Perrazzo has done a fantastic job. Right. Yeah. And nice. so, is Emma oh, still yeah. there? Emmalina or was it yeah, Emma? She's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. They basically they have their two. I mean, I give. I, she does. I like her. She's won me over. But their women's division so weak that they literally put on their two strongest competitors, and you know, now they need to replicate this or at least sort of help build on this subsequently for the next few months. Otherwise, it's just going to be fucking waste of goodwill. So yeah. And so, oh, so what? Oh, you, oh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just it just hit me like a lightning bolt. I can't believe I didn't throw this out there earlier on. Have you guys have you guys followed NWA relevant to everyone's interest? You, everybody following the NWA now that it's back? Have you well, guys caught any of it? Well, we, I, well I, I, it, said, I said it earlier tonight. Yeah. No. No. It, yesterday. Uh, Tuesday. Oh yeah, yeah. Tonight. So yeah, that's right. Oh my god. Great. Cool. So I have time. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm uh, I'm actually subscribing to Fight TV today, and uh, I'll be watching it probably tomorrow morning. Wait. Uh, Wait, match they set up for, you know, uh, I don't want, I don't know if anybody wants me to spoil it, but well, who wins? Do you want to know? I just want to know the match. I set up for a match for the pay per view. Um, Talk about a guy that should have, should be still on a national stage. He looked incredible. He's still wrestling incredible. Don't say just Um, incredible. Masterpiece Masters. Yeah, you saw that. NWA Power and Chris Adonis. And I love the name. And they laid the foundation for, for the pay-per-view. Chris Adonis, Chris Masters against Team Murder himself, Trevor Murdoch. Dang. For the national title. That match, so I'm sold two, on the pay-per-view on that match alone. The, Those are the two the best, best, best body guys <laughs> together. Uh, dude, I know. I saw that. I was really stoked about that. So, um, yeah. Bro, just Clay can suck a fucking Fox News dick and die for all I care, but... You know, some of the other talent they've got, I'm super stoked for. And yeah, I saw the Chris Masters thing. I was like, oh, that's cool. Cause especially because I thought he had pretty much retired as well. He, I didn't even see him doing indie stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, still looks great. You know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's still smoking the dubs. I'm sure he's still fucking. <laughs> I mean, but now, uh, you're, now you're going to have the Master Lock and, and the Hurt Locker, uh, you know, going, going head to head. That's going to be interesting. Uh, I hope. <laughs> Her murder phase goes over though, like I mean, because that how cool would that be? You know what I mean? Just to have yep. this, oh man, that'd be great. And I, I'm excited for the NWA. And honestly, I encourage anybody listening to this right now, give NWA a shot. It's, it's I think it's like five bucks a month just to be able to watch it. So I mean, that's the easiest five bucks I'll ever spend uh, to watch that. And uh, oh, and plus the you want to talk about subscribing to Fight TV like. Uh, April 8th and 9th, the Acid Cup is going to be streamed on, it's a two-day event. If you, if you guys are anybody on the listening to the podcast, any of you guys are like me and love to see and, and watch like the future of this business coming up before it hits, holy shit, the 16 guys in this town, in this tournament, Braden Lee, Lee Moriarty, uh, uh, Amasis from Mexico, uh, goodness, you know, Calvin Tankman, all these incredible talents in a 16-man, two-night tournament on Fight TV. It's the 8th and 9th. It's a Thursday and Friday. You want to talk about the guys that are like the future of this business. Holy shit, Tony Deppin. I could keep going on and on and on. Uh, oh, my God, Ken Broadway. If you guys have not checked out Ken Broadway on YouTube, you want to see a guy that looks, walks, talks, and wrestles like money Oh my God, these guys! So that's going to be on Fight TV Thursday and Friday, uh, April the eighth and 9th. If you're subscribed to it and you have the opportunity to check it out, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. These guys are amazing. Nice, nice. 
Uh, well, anything, any, anything, any last things you want to talk about before we go today, guys? I think we kind of went glossed over everything. This is well. a this is going to be part of like synergy for the movie Misfits podcast. But I do want to uh, catch up with you, Tank. Did you finish watching Justice League? I have not. Uh, that's that, that's the on the on the uh, docket tomorrow morning. Oh, gotcha. Because I do. I gotta say, I really enjoyed the movie Misfits podcast. As I've stated in the past, I will not watch Justice League, the Snyder Cut, uh, but I am interested to see what happens, and I am interested to hear uh, reviews and reactions. And so uh, last week's Movie Misses podcast was mwah, chef's kiss, <laughs> Jeff's kiss. Uh, uh, tremendous. Well, that's, that's definitely more due to uh, Jimothy James Dean, of course, uh, who did stomach the uh, four hours, which is probably why he's sick. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Unpopular opinion, apparently, but fuck it. dude, everyone's everyone's sucking the Justice League's dick. You know, I mean, like from the first hour, I didn't like it so far. So, I mean, fools, fools. Yeah, I just anyway. Well, hey, if you did like our conversation today, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, and follow us on Spotify. And then, of course, if you're on the iOS, you can uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Also, if you're interested in being on the show, you can definitely leave us a message on the Anchor app. Uh, just go to Anchor and uh, look for the uh, Stable of Sets podcast or look in the description down below for the direct link to leave us a message. Uh, but, of course, uh, I am Tank Rodriguez. Uh, you know, uh, of course, joined with us, we had Jimothy James Dean, Mailman Mike, and of course, Adam F. and Danger, who you can also find on the Adam Danger Productions on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And of course, they win represent. Oh, get him out of there! I hate you! I hate you! I want you to be run over by a bus! <laughs> and for Paper, Paper Boy Buck, we want to thank you again for listening to Stable Stuff Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you on the next one, folks. Uh, goodbye. Hey!